if we're talking superheroes as a whole, Batman might take the lead on him. Welcome to Marvelous Thoughts. I'm Liz, and today I'm joined by a new guest to the podcast. Thanks for joining us, Shane. It's great to be here. Thanks, Liz. Yeah, and some background. So Shane is one of the few people who's actually sent us emails. <laughs> so thank you for being invested in our podcast and for listening. Of That's course. Awesome. Of course. Your podcast is one of my favorites. Yes, we will take it. For starters, we're just going to do a little bit of get to know our guest questions. All right. So the first one is, how did you become a Marvel fan? Like, were you a comic book reader, or did you come in through, like, the MCU movies? Yes. I would have to say the MCU movies brought me in. I was not into comic books at all growing up. Um, My dad was. And he remembers a lot of the comic books. He He would get some from his friends, or he would go to the store. But for me, it was the movies... I might be, you know, giving away my age a little bit, but like when Iron Man first came out, uh-huh. I wanted to see it, but I was I was pretty close to being oh. too young for that. But um, I eventually watched Iron Man. Um, Iron Man really brought me in. Okay. He's he's my go-to guy, so there might be a little bias there. Oh, but... okay. Well, you clearly know then that Carrie would be on your side. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's that's why I tend to side with Carrie on some of the rankings. <laughs> that's but fair. yes, then superhero movies in general. I actually think the uh, Christopher Nolan Batman series okay. really kind of got me into superheroes as a whole. And then Marvel just has better superhero movies. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm biased towards Marvel. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely fine things about the other ones. They yes. bring people in. But... I mean, I, I enjoy the Christopher Nolan Batman series, but the rest of the DC universe is kind of bad. So <laughs> Thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, thumbs, thumbs down. down. Yeah. I, I really love the Marvel. Um, and as it grew, especially with people like you pointing out how it all ties together, mm. has really drawn me in and has made me rewatch them multiple times. What I love about it is that it can be enjoyable for people who mm-hmm. just want a movie to watch and they don't feel a need to dig down into the little details. Exactly. Then there are rewarding elements. If you do know more about it, especially if you know more about the comics yes. than I do, mm-hmm. I don't know much about the comics, but there are people who do, and so they're going to find even more threads mm-hmm. from that. Yeah. Okay, so you talked about Iron Man. Would yep. you consider him your favorite superhero? I would say so. Okay. If if we're talking superheroes as a whole, Batman might take okay. the lead on him. Ooh. But so what t- what tips the scale between Iron Man and Batman? Ooh, that is good. I mean, they're both you know the rich playboy billionaires, <laughs> yeah. but I think Batman is just in the movies he he's portrayed in. He's more humble, I think. Yeah. Which yeah. <laughs> Iron Man can get a little too arrogant for me, um, even though I love him and I kind of love his arrogance sometimes but i think that might tip the scales a little bit batman's also just a little more gritty Mm -hmm. and i kind of like the the struggle the grit that goes with that okay so that's a little bit of a difference between dc and Mm -hmm. marvel and the avengers is 
that level of grittiness. Mm-hmm. And they're both dealing with very similar themes and topics, but they take different approaches to them. Yeah. There's always going to be more humor in Marvel mm-hmm. as a way of coping. A lot of the characters, they cope through humor. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely humor in DC as well, but they take a different angle at it. And so it's layered in a different way. So it's a very different viewing experience, even though they have similar topics. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. So now that we know Shane, (laughs) we get to the reason why he is on the podcast today. And that is he would like to contest some of our rankings. Contest feels like a strong word because <laughs> as a as a fan of the podcast, I I don't want to get on your bad side. Oh, so this the title of this episode is Toasty Takes. So <laughs> lay it on as okay. as a listener, you know that uh, Kate likes her hot takes. Oh yes, she does. So embrace it. <laughs> I don't think you'll be able to scare us away. Okay, perfect. I guess to start with, I'll just list off our current rankings. Mm-hmm. And just for starters, we're just going to go with the ones through Phase 2. It's Iron Man, Iron Man 3, Captain America the Winter Soldier, Thor, Ant-Man, Captain America the First Avenger, The Avengers, Thor the Dark World, Guardians of the Galaxy, Age of Ultron, Iron Man 2, and holding down the last place, forever and always, where it belongs, The Incredible Hulk. (laughs) Since Kate's not here to do it. Uh, I'll do that for Kate. Um, yes, as it should be. Um, I will say the revised rankings are so much better than the original <laughs> rankings. Yeah, so originally we had a number of ties. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to remember exactly what we tied. We had Iron Man and the Winter Soldier tied, I believe, because we had Iron Man 3 and first. Yeah. And that was our first tie. So do you you agree with how we broke that first one? I really do. And switching Iron Man 3 and Iron Man is something that I like. I was okay with Iron Man 3 holding down the first spot, but I think Iron Man is a better movie as a whole. Okay. Um, It's more rewatchable. It's got everything that a good movie needs. And Iron Man 3 had a couple things that just made it a little lackluster and i guess because it had built up as the finishing finale of the iron man series i was expecting a lot of it Mm -hmm. and it delivered for the most part your revision is excellent um yes we did something right (laughs) of course and shout out to carrie for really bringing some balance (laughs) to the force there but other than that i my only issues would be, what was your fourth and fifth place there? Uh, Thor and Ant-Man. Yeah. So, the th- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know Kate loved Thor, and uh-huh. I do not, I I mean, he's great. But um, his <laughs> but movies. Major butt coming. <laughs> yes, but uh, the second Thor, we'll really touch on that. Um, it was horrible. Thor, The Dark World, it was really a bad movie. And I'm I'm thankful that even Kate can agree to that in a, in a little bit. Um, she acknowledges that it's not the best. <laughs> yes. And so, and Ant-Man, I, it was a good movie. I don't think it was the same caliber as um, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor. Okay. I, I, it was funny. It was, mm-hmm. it had... 
it was different than a lot of the other ones, but I think the way it was made was just not quite up to the same scale as the big three. Remembering the email you sent. Mm -hmm. Very nicely worded email. (laughs) Well, Um, thank you. So the major difference between our rankings and yours Mm -hmm. was Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant-Man. Yes. If I'm understanding correctly, you agree with Carrie that those two should essentially be switched. I do. So Mm -hmm. right now we have Ant-Man as 5 and Guardians as 10. Oh, yes. And Mm -hmm. you're thinking those should just be reversed, right? I think so, too. Okay. Um, Yes. I think Guardians of the Galaxy was a lot lot better movie, in my opinion, than Ant-Man. Very different styles of movie. Um, I almost think Guardians is more of a... Uh, Thor Ragnarok kind of style of movie, whereas Ant-Man is laid back, but also really funny. So I would agree with that. Okay. So then here comes the big question with that. Uh, One of Carrie's uh, main arguments was that Guardians is, the humor is more rewatchable. It's more enjoyable a second time. While in contrast, uh, Erica, Kate, and I all agree that Ant-Man humor is more rewatchable. Hmm. What do you think about that? I don't know if I can really attest to that because I've seen Guardians about three times more than I've seen (laughs) Ant-Man. I've watched Ant-Man twice and I think I've seen Guardians about five times. And so for me, Guardians is much more rewatchable. It also helps that I had a lot of siblings that haven't seen it. So you had to expose so them So I each. had to watch yeah. them each, yeah, had to show them each time. Um, I would agree with Carrie in that I think Guardians is very rewatchable. Ant-Man, it doesn't have that same draw that all the characters from Guardians do for me. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I know, I know I, you like, said that... And I disagree with you, but I don't... Mm-hmm. I don't adamantly disagree with you okay. because I still find Guardians funny. Mm-hmm. I still enjoy the characters. And prior to our current watch through of all these movies, mm-hmm. I would have probably said Guardian. I liked Guardians better. Really? Yeah. Okay. But maybe it's because I've watched it more often than Ant-Man because it's one of those where it's a surprise. Mm-hmm. Like You didn't expect it to do as well as it did when it was in theaters. Mm-hmm. And so you keep needing to show it to people. Exactly. So I have seen Guardians more. And maybe it, it kind of hit the point of, okay, I've seen it too many times. Now it's not quite as enjoyable as it used to be. And mm-hmm. maybe that's just why now Ant-Man has surpassed it in that way. Sure. And I rewatched Guardians uh, Volume 2. And that was, I think the second watch was not as good as my first, mm. my first experience with that. Yeah. But... Back to that, Paul Rudd, he is just excellent. Yes. And is Jimmy Woo in the first one? Or is no, he just he's in the, the second, second one? Yeah. Okay. Watching uh, WandaVision, I need to rewatch that yeah. because I love Jimmy Woo in WandaVision and need to watch him again. Yeah. Oh, so good. Do you want to list off your oh, your overall ranking? Sure. How you would put everything? I would be glad to. So the email I sent you essentially had Iron Man 3 in first place, but this was before your revision. Okay. And I said, 
I feel like Iron Man is much more rewatchable, but I'm content to leave content. Iron Man in first so, Iron Man 3. So in a perfect world, you would put Iron Man first. Iron Man first. Okay. Second would be Iron Man 3. Then Winter Soldier. Then Guardians of Galaxy oh, in fourth oh, yeah. place. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then first Avenger, uh, Captain America. And then Thor and the Avengers. I, I was allowing that tie to be kept. Okay. Um, to break that tie, I would have Thor as sixth place. And okay. then the Avengers is seventh. Um, then I'd have Ant-Man at eighth. Then Thor the Dark World. <laughs> then Age of Ultron, Iron Man 2, and then the Incredible Hulk. Wave down somewhere. Yeah, I, <laughs> I made a couple spaces yeah. in between there. Yeah, so I guess when did you first watch the Incredible Hulk? Because um, I did not see it until I had seen many of the other MCU movies. It definitely was not the first one that I ever watched. Sure. I recently rewatched it with Fern, and it was very bad. Um, that was probably four or five months ago. Okay. Um, I think I first watched it back in, probably in 2010, okay. 2011. So... A few years after it had been out. Yes. A few years after it had been out. That was after I had seen, like, some of the original Hulks, where it was just the man painted green, like the Hulk TV series? Yeah. Was that a thing? I think so. When I first watched it, it wasn't that bad of a movie, I didn't think. Now, since there's been so many other good movies, it just isn't good. Yeah, it's... I would say it has more of the feel of the DC movies being made now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, there are humorous parts, and I'm all big... I'm really big on humor. Mm-hmm. That's what makes movies for me. Not necessarily straight-up comedies, but when you work in humor to dramatic situations... And so when I watched The Incredible Hulk, I've seen it a few times, it doesn't have that element. Definitely not the way it is in Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And so when, especially when you contrast those two movies, I can see and I completely respect why they chose to go the route of Iron Man for subsequent movies. Mm-hmm. It worked better than The Incredible Hulk. And so yeah. it, it feels like there's a big disconnect between... Or with the Incredible Hulk still being a part of the MCU, it but it doesn't feel like a part of it. Yeah, the feel of the movie, the vibe of the movie. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that. And I feel like they got better incorporating the Hulk into uh, the movies we have now. Like, mm-hmm. especially in Infinity War and Endgame, they almost incorporated a humor into the Hulk character that didn't exist in earlier movies. And so... I think they they did a lot a lot to redeem that character as a whole because they almost tanked it. I know. It's and maybe that's uh, Mark Ruffalo's portrayal. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think recasting was it definitely the helped. best approach with that. <laughs> and I don't know if I would have considered Mark Ruffalo comedic genius mm-hmm. prior to this. Like he's been in some comedies and I've seen them. But I think his dry humor is perfect for Hulk. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's so dry that it fits the character really well. I'm specifically thinking of uh, Stark accuses Banner of rolling over and showing his soft underbelly or something to that effect. And he's like, well, of course I will, because I'm going to do that if I just created a murder robot. Like, just, (laughs) like... 
yes, I'm rolling over because we created this problem, Stark. <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> yeah. The dryness and the fact that he's just point blank calling out his friend like, we did this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to fix it. Yeah. I really enjoy that that Bruce Banner side. Yeah. Kate doesn't like Hawkeye. I would say Hulk overall is my least favorite of the Avengers. Yeah. A big part of that is because his solo movie I don't enjoy. I would agree with you on that, okay. I think. I don't know what Kate Success, has. we can agree on yes. something. <laughs> I, I don't know what Kate has against Hawkeye. I mean, I don't dislike him. <laughs> He's just I, kind of there for you. Yes, I see Kate's side where... Um, He's shooting arrows, and everybody, <laughs> the Hulk is, like, indestructible, which comes in handy when you're fighting titans and stuff like that. Yeah, maybe. But, maybe. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any other character that I dislike more. Right. Villains, yes. Yes. But when it's, like, an Avenger, mm-hmm. is there a, yeah, I don't know. He's like the Jar Jar Banks of kind of uh, MCU. Yeah, though more redeemable. He's, yeah, he's been redeemed. Yeah, Jar Jar. No, eh. we don't speak of him. As a kid, I really liked the Jar Jar character. I did too. But now that I've aged, nah, nah. <laughs> that's maybe the best thing we've brought out of today's episode. Is I think so. Hulk is the Jar Jar Banks, the better Jar Jar Banks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now that we have your rankings through Phase Two, mm-hmm. so so far we've talked about. Two movies from Phase 3. Yeah. Uh, Civil War and Doctor Strange. So where would you put those in your ranking? I really liked both of those movies. Uh, Civil War is probably... I agree with that it was probably a waste of a Captain America movie. And it should have been an Avengers movie. Um, but it was a really good movie mm-hmm. as a whole. I think I would put it in second place. Right beneath Iron Man. Wow, okay. And I forget where you had it placed. We had it in six, so just after Ant-Man. It's better than Ant-Man, I I think. (laughs) Oh no, end the podcast. (laughs) So, in in that movie, I was cheering for Iron Man the whole time. Even though (sighs) it was so hard to, like, pick a side because you wanted them to just get along. But... The whole time I was like, I hope Iron Man bests Captain America. And this may also stem from my brother being a huge Captain America fan. Mm. And so it was a little rivalry we had. Okay. A little bit. So were you on Iron Man's side because you support Iron Man? Or because you thought he had the correct moral approach? You know, I... I was on Iron Man's side because I like Iron Man. I think Captain America had the correct approach. I see the, I guess, the benefit of the Sokovia Mm -hmm. Accords. And I see the reason why he was trying to do it. But I fully believe it was an emotional, rash decision. And you obviously don't want all these um, superheroes tied down by red tape and government overwatch. And Mm -hmm. all of the reasons Captain America gave were really good and viable reasons. I almost wish the roles were reversed and Iron Man was on, like, coming from that side of it. But it obviously fit their personalities perfectly, where Captain America is... His morals are solid, Mm -hmm. for the most part. 
Um, whereas Iron Man tends to be more emotionally led. Yeah. Where he just kind of runs into something. So. Yeah. And I, I think that's part of what made the conflict so uh, raw is mm-hmm. because you can understand and see both sides mm-hmm. and why they went that direction, which it's a harder movie to watch because it's not cut and dry. This is the right side. This is the wrong side. Mm-hmm. Like, based on who your favorite character is, you can be torn from maybe what direction you would take. Or also knowing, okay, well, these are friends fighting each other. Why can't they figure it out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it puts a... A real-world element into it. I mean, obviously, we're not superheroes running around fighting in airport parking lots. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> trying to protect the world. But mm-hmm. everybody can relate to a friendship where there is just a divide. They couldn't come to some sort of mutual agreement. Mm-hmm. And neither side was wrong. They were just approaching it from a different perspective. Yes. And in hindsight, you can agree with both sides of the argument. But in the moment, it's hard to see through that. Yeah. I guess my overall view of that would be, I wish Iron Man would have, like, bested him in a fight, but then come to see, uh, I'm actually wrong in this. Like, we should probably just work at it from your angle, Captain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But even, like, at the end, like, Stark left the prison. He found out mm-hmm. that this is what where people were getting stuck. And he kind of went off on his own, went against the Accords a little bit, he because he went to help Cap. Yeah. Like, there was still that element, like, he still wanted to be on Cap's side. Mm-hmm. And then when the big reveal happens, that's when things go sideways. Yeah. And it becomes extremely personal. Exactly. Which is entirely understandable from Stark's perspective. Like, he had this big reveal, like, oh, my parents didn't die in a car accident. They were murdered by your best friend. And you knew, even if you're kind of just figuring out yourself right now, like, you didn't tell me. I thought we were friends. Exactly. And at that moment, uh, when I watched that, I was like, well, I don't really care about Bucky that much. I'm not that personally attached. I hope Iron Man just kind of blasts him a good one. (laughs) But now it's like, especially with the best friend aspect, it's like, Cap was trying to redeem his best friend, and he did a good job of that, I think. Yeah, and what's the hardest line in that movie for me is when they're fighting, and Cap says, he's my best friend, or he's my friend, and Iron Man responds, so was I. Iron Man made it past tense, Mm -hmm. and that's just so hard because you know what it takes for Stark to make friends or to call somebody a friend, like what they have to get past. Mm -hmm. And so when you see him cutting the cord, it pains me. It tugs on the heartstrings. It does. But it's good. Like it's a well-made movie. Mm -hmm. That's that's why it goes up to number two for me. It's just rewatchable. Got all my favorite characters. (laughs) Brings in Spider-Man. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. So then Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yes. That one, I really enjoyed. I was unsure about it at first because new character, new storyline, all that. Um, I'm like, I'm going to love it because it's got Benedict in it. (laughs) Uh But exactly how much am I going to love it it was to be decided. Uh, So on a ranking of 1 to 14. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you have it? We have it at number 11. Hmm. 
That's okay. on an overall podcast. Sure. Personally, I have it higher than that. Okay. I think I would put it above Ant-Man, above Thor The Dark World. <laughs> um, That's good, man. Which would probably be on my list at number eight, I okay. think, mm-hmm. if I have my list right. I liked it. I think a lot of the core movies are better, but especially for a standalone, well, at the time, the the initial movie, I thought they did really well. In your podcast discussion, I thought it was interesting to hear how, you know, half the movie is on his backstory, which is necessary to develop a character, but I think I'll like Doctor Strange 2 better because we don't have to spend so much time you know, with him before he was Doctor Strange and then being trained for Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. He's just Doctor yes. Strange. Yes. Sorcerer Supreme. Exactly. I think is his title. I like it, yeah. It's a cool title, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty nice. Um, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense to you. Just, I'm ready for the movie to start with him being Doctor Strange yeah. and getting into two hours or two hours plus of action. Right nowadays, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I definitely agree and i think Mm -hmm. a lot of that has to do with it being a phase three movie Mm -hmm. and we already have so many origin stories from phase one and so many full character arcs so many of those uh trilogies Mm -hmm. being wrapped up or already wrapped up and so we've already seen how somebody is to become a superhero and it's a different character yes but we also kind of want a different story. We want to see different things with our superheroes now instead of just seeing how they became who they are. Yep. Which is, it's still fine. Like, you still need that. You need to be able to introduce them. But I thought they did uh, that well with other ones they introduced, like Spider-Man and Black Panther. Yes, exactly. How you get to see them introduced and then by the time they have their movie, they're ready to go. Yeah. Um, and that's a great point because we already have so many fully developed characters that it's hard to want to start back at square one. Precisely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's just skip to square 10. That's so much more fun, <laughs> exactly. right? Exactly. Next time on Marvelous Thoughts, we return to our MCU watch through with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Until then, follow us on Instagram at Marvelous Thoughts Podcast for episode teasers, news, and miscellaneous other And if you have any topic suggestions or questions for us, our email is at MarvelousThoughtsPodcast at gmail.com. And as Shane is evidence of, we do actually listen to any emails that we get. You might be able to come on the show. Who knows? And Shane, thank you for coming on and being a guest. Of course. It was a pleasure.